So this is an ecological disaster you probably didn't hear about, but I thought it would be good to talk about while we're talking about water because we've talked about water a lot and it seems to be coming up a lot. There's even one that I've been wanting to talk about, but keeps getting pushed off. Maybe we will someday. Poland deploys troops as dead fish pile up on riverbank in toxic disaster. Oh no. This was published in the Washington Post on August 13th, 2022. Original journalist is Marina Lopez. Vast amounts of chemical waste were probably dumped into a river on the Polish-German border, Poland's Prime Minister said Friday, killing tons of fish and creating an ecological disaster that could take years to clean up. During the summer of 2022, a large fish kill occurred in the Oder River, which flows through Poland to Germany, partly forming the Polish-German border, and then drains into the Baltic Sea. Over 10 tons of dead fish were removed, causing concern that the water was poisoned. The exact cause was not clear initially, but theories include the effects of summer heat, low water levels and a lack of oxygen, plus pollution by chemicals including mercury, mesitylene, and other salts and sewage. Polish authorities were slow to react, and this became a scandal resulting in the dismissal of officials responsible for water management and environmental protection. A reward of a million zloty was offered for information about the culprits. Yike. And the cause... Like I said before, it was suspected early on that the cause of the disaster was poisoning by an unknown toxic substance. However, water samples taken in 28th of July showed a high probability that contamination was caused by mesitylene, although the Polish government claimed that it was not present on samples taken after August 1st. But can't they just test the fish? I don't actually know. I'm not a fish scientist. Well, you would think if they can test human bodies for what's like present in their environment to kill them, that they would be able to do it with a fish. Especially when you have 10 tons of But those. that's just me. Yeah. Using common sense. Yeah, not science. The German <laughs> testing lab has found traces of mercury as well, but the Polish government reported their tests found mercury poisoning was not the cause of the die-off. According to the Brandenburg environment minister, Axel Vogel, German laboratories believe this may have been the result of a large amount of salt in the river rather than mercury. Data gained via automatic monitoring of the water in Frankfurt under Oder indicated that from August 4th, the electrical conductivity had climbed anomalously, consistent with the conclusion that since August 7th, a huge amount of salt reached the town. Now, the implications of this, the ecosystem of the river has been severely damaged, and scientists are concerned that if the damage was caused by mercury poisoning, the damage will last a long time, as mercury is a persistent heavy metal. There are also potential health consequences for humans. I saw some people likening this to a, a Chernobyl-level event, because it's the entire river that's been destroyed, as well as that flowing into the sea. But it seems like they don't know exactly what it is, and that would lead me to believe it may not be destroyed. It may be yeah, heat or something Yeah, I mean, like they that. don't know for sure. I know the Germans are pissed off and the Poles, although they don't seem to have reacted fastly, like they had hundreds of army troops go out and clean up the river. Not test like, the fish. Yeah, that's <laughs> not what like, army does. They test the water. Not the military, not the army. Yeah. But scientists did? Just the water, yeah. though, not the fish. Exactly. Okay, fair so, enough. So, yeah, just an ecological event you probably didn't hear about that I thought, you know, let's let's talk about it a bit. So, yeah. now you know. Keep up to date on it, because we probably won't, in all honesty. Maybe, maybe on January 1st. The onus is on you, listener. Yeah, we're that podcast that gives you responsibility. Yes. <laughs> and with that, cue music. From the unexplained to the mundane, come join us on a journey to the fringe. Hello and welcome to Journey to the Fringe, where like the Pope to random citizens, we talk on a specific topic and whether or not you listen and take note will probably depend on your own life experiences. We are your fringy <laughs> earthly vessel podcast hosts. Taylor and Chelsea here today following up on our Blink-182 episode with a To The Stars Academy episode. If you didn't listen to the last episode, it does make sense. You just have to listen to that last episode. So decreeth the fringy popes. With that, I am going to leave it up to Chelsea to get off on what I assume is going to be an up and up episode. Yes, that's how I would describe it. Exactly. Okay. The episode we have all been anticipating, perhaps. 
I love a good website. So this is where I started when I was doing my research. I started at, let's take a look at the To The Stars website. When I was putting this all together and I scrapped this as the beginning and moved it to the end. Then I deleted it. I figured I didn't even need to look at the website on this episode. But then I went on a journey looking at To The Stars and I circled back. So I feel like it's a good place to start. So let's open it up and take a look. To the stars.media. We went there on the last episode too. So you may already be familiar with the website. First thing it tells me when I go to this website is looks like you're in Canada. Switch to the Canadian store. I, w- I gotta tell you, I was a little confused when I got here because what I knew of To The Stars before I started doing this research was Tom DeLonge talking about UFOs and releasing the Nimitz video is what I knew To The Stars for pretty much. Looking at UFOs and stuff like that. So I get here and it says To The Stars bringing you to the future since 2015. And then it's just a bunch of To The Stars merch. There's NASA shirts, some sweatpants. There's a bunch of books, secret machines. Anderson sweatshirt there's a guitar a skateboard then you can go look at more merch then it says join us as we make history invest now so there's a banner where you can invest and next there's a huge video monsters of California I'm not even sure what that is at this point then there's a bunch of smaller banners angels and airwaves to the stars Tom DeLonge books where you can click there and there's a bunch of news headlines a message from Tom so at this point I'm just really confused confused about what the fuck I'm looking at with To The Stars. And that's yeah, where my I journey mean, fair begins. Enough. Yeah, that's where my journey begins. Because I was like, where, where's the UFO talk and all I mean, of this stuff? Like, I'm still confused. On? Yeah. After doing the Tom DeLonge episode, I'm still confused as what To The Stars to is. To The Stars is. Well, in this episode, we're going to find out how very confusing in the end it is. That's just the general overview of what I got from the website. And I was like, why is there so much merch? Oh, let's start there. Let's not start there. Let's start at the beginning, kind of. The Stars originally begins as a record label, then media and entertainment company in 2014, founded by Tom DeLonge, which specialized in books and entertainment about UFOs and other unexplained phenomena. So that's what it starts out as, originally as a record label for Tom DeLonge's band, Angels and Airwaves, which came after Blink-182. In 2017, To The Stars becomes the entertainment division of a larger holding company. The official name is To The Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, co-founded by Tom DeLonge and Harold E. Putoff. And we know about him too. Some may think we did this in a specific order for a reason, but we did not. It just worked out well. Oh, and Jim Semivant was there. I'm just going to call it To The Stars from here on out. I will clarify when I'm talking about a different corporation than To The Stars. Academy of Arts and Sciences. Because there is also To The Stars, Inc. But we're not talking about that. Is that different? Yeah, at least as far as I could tell. Oh, I think I get it. Tom has like 40 corporations. Probably eight of them are in Panama, so. I think I get Um, into this. Sorry, that's speculation. That's a joke and speculation. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) If you want to know why I said that, go listen to Not Just a Hat Rack at the Panama Papers. (laughs) So To The Stars wholly owns the stars that I just was talking about. The record label and the media and everything. It just gets sucked into this bigger corporation now. Or entity, let's call it that. Spoiler alert, it's now referred to solely as To The Stars Media, but we'll get into that in a bit. In addition to producing entertainment, the larger company would also participate in investigation of UFOs and other fringe science projects. The Stars is composed of aerospace, science, and entertainment divisions. A kind of odd combination right off the bat, but let's see where it takes us. To the Stars was founded in 2017 as a public benefit corporation by Jim Semivan, a former senior intelligence officer of the CIA, Harold E. Putoff, former senior intelligence officer, and Tom DeLong, musician. We got into this a little bit on the last episode. I did actually look up something for once, and that is what a public benefit corporation is. So, you know what? Leave it up to me. The one time I actually look into something, Taylor covered it in the last episode, so I don't even think I need to cover it. <laughs> there was It was corporate legal law. I loved that part. You knew I was going to do that. <laughs> I did not, actually. I didn't know that you are going to cover that part of To The Stars. So, as Taylor said in the last, it's a type of nonprofit corporation chartered by a state government. Is that correct? Yeah, it's the state of Delaware. Okay. Like each, okay. Com- 
Each state will have its own rules with how you can incorporate. Delaware happens to have a rule where you okay. can have a public benefit corporation. Okay, good. Because I put huh right next to this because I didn't know. I'm not really going to cover anymore because Taylor really covered it well in the last episode. Exactly what an even better job than what I have laid out here. And if you want it even better, just go read Delaware Law sure. because we're not going to get that far into it. I definitely wouldn't recommend it to you between me and you, listener. So yeah, basically this is for public benefit rather than the interest of its members is what they say on the public benefit corporation. But it can be super vague, super vague. I would assume so, yeah. It wouldn't be held to like, regular publicly traded companies. That and like the public benefit of disclosing and this, oh, sorry, speculation, we need to put that. The public benefit of slowly leaking that UFOs exist to the public through our fiction novels may be a public benefit that they're actually describing as why they incorporated that way. Yeah, maybe it's just something we all need. But anyways, there's three corporations between this public benefit corporation and Tom DeLonge anyways. <laughs> So, yeah. So, who are these people and who else is involved in this? Well, I'll tell you. First off, Tom DeLong, made famous by our last Journey to the Fringe episode. You can't go back and listen to the last episode. However, if you do not want to stop this episode and go back now, I'll just read a few things off his website that include what his credentials are at this point. To the Stars, co-founder, chairman of the board, interim CEO. Founded influential rock bands, Blink-182 and Angels and Airwaves, 25 million albums sold, by the way. That's in brackets. Experienced entrepreneur, having led multiple companies over the past 20 years. Director of Monsters in California, brackets currently in post-production. Co-author of 12 books, ranging from novels to children's books. And creator of an award-winning animation, Poet Anderson. Next up on the- These are founding members, aren't These they? These are board of directors. So next up on the board of directors. Okay. Sorry, I should have started with that, but I did not. Dan Spry, founding partner and CEO of the cartel. In brackets, cartel entertainment, cartel pictures, and cartel enterprises. I feel like that was the setup. CEO of the cartel. Hmm. Executive producer of the hit series Creep Show, 12 Forever and Day of the Dead. Executive producer of upcoming series Debut and Strange Times. 20 years experience during which he has produced over 100 movies and TV shows and has sold and set up hundreds of projects in both television and film. Next up on the board of directors, Jim Semivan, recently mentioned in this episode. To the stars, co-founder, VP of operations. He was 25 years of operations officer for CIA's directorate of operations. He currently serves as a consultant to the intelligence community for training and leadership, CIA tradecraft and countering weapons of mass destruction. Recipient of the agency's career intelligence medal. Next up, Chris Miser. He is a private equity expert and co-founder of Viveris Capital with a 30-year career of acquiring, financing, and managing top-performing companies. He serves as chairman of each of their portfolio companies and... So he's, he's the reason that they did a PBC? Probably, yes. He serves as chairman of each of their portfolio companies and strategic decisions and their execution. So yes, that would definitely be why they did that. However, I'm not sure when he came in because you notice kind of people coming and oh, going that's in a this fair company. Point, yeah. And I only put that together through the history and seeing names that don't appear on their current website of board of directors and the advisory board that I'm going to go through as well. This guy, it also doesn't exactly say what he does for To The Stars, if you paid attention there, because it says he's a private equity expert and co-founder of Viveris. It just kind of gives us background. It doesn't say, obviously, you know what he does, given his background but it doesn't specifically say what he does it to the stars he is either a large shareholder or he is the guy that a large shareholder trusts to put on the board. Oh, okay simple as yeah that. it doesn't say doing on like he's he's the finance guy who they want a finance guy on the board yeah simple as that and then his last point is he taught business strategy finance and entrepreneurship at the graduate and undergraduate levels so that's the end of the board of directors currently listed onto the stars media website there's four of them Next up, they have the Two of the Stars Advisory Board. And right from the website, selling the advisory board, the Star Advisory Board, it says, Two of the Stars has assembled an extraordinary advisory board comprised of esteemed members of the scientific, aerospace, engineering, military, and intelligent communities. 
Their insights and subject matter expertise helps to drive the creation of informed, authentic, and groundbreaking narrative stories. So first up, we have Gerald Putoff, and he's the CEO of EarthTech International Inc., advisor to NASA, Department of Defense, and intelligence community on leading edge technologies and future technology trends. Someone also made famous by their recent appearance on a Journey to the Fringe podcast that was... What is the exact title of that one? A month ago now. A month ago now. Wow. Time flies. That was just someone go listen to saw them all, exactly as always. Just go listen to them all. Harold will be in there somewhere. I just gotta say it for you know this is his time to shine. This is where he's known for. Someone saw it coming. Remote viewing and the government, as well as we're one big remote family. The remote viewers. That's where you heard his name before. Harold put off, and I'm surprised because he was called one of the co-founders of this, but now he's only listed on the advisory board. So there's something to note there. Yeah, I was actually going to ask about that. That was weird. There's a lot of weird things that you're going to notice. My guess is he didn't put money into it. They, uh, they're they just using him as an advisor. Yeah, that yeah. could be a thing. There's just... Poor, poor name it, credential. Yeah, yeah, I do like the insight that you're bringing to this. There's a, there's lots of little small things that I noticed throughout this, but I had no... It's not really covered as to what rhyme or reason there was to this. So I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Next, we have C. Chris Erndon. See Chris Herndon, and he is FMR Deputy Assistant to the President and Director of White House Information Technology. We have Joe Sherman. He is an AI expert at PwC, which is PricewaterhouseCoopers, provided software engineering services for NASA, White Sands Missile Testing Facility, and Johnson Space Center. And we have Dr. Paul Rapp. Professor of Military and Emergency Medicine at Uniform Services University and Directory of the Traumatic Injury Research Program. Honors include CIA Certificate of Commendation for Significant Contributions to the Mission of the Office of Research and Development. This is a lot of words. Next, we have Dr. Adele Gilpin. Visiting faculty at University of California, Irvine. She is founder of Gilpin Biomed, PLLC, and CAO Gilpin Phillips, LLC. Former faculty at John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health, University of MD School of Medicine, and Medical College of Pennsylvania. Finally, we have Dr. Norm Kahn. Kahn. Former CIA Counter Biological Weapons Program, 30 plus years at the CIA doing who knows what, 12 years in the CIA's Counter Biological Weapons Program, U.S. Government National Security Consultant. Those are the introductions. Now that we've done that, we can move on. It's not knowledge you need to know to move on, it's just that's out of the way now. You know everyone. In 2017, To the Stars became the entertainment division of a larger holding company called To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, which wholly owns To the Stars, as I told you. Here it is again, just to remind you. In addition to producing entertainment products, this larger company would also participate in the investigation of UFOs and other fringe science projects. Straight from the website, the mission statement, or whatever you may want to call it, reads, To the Stars is an award-winning, vertically integrated entertainment company that creates original content informed by our experiences working with prestigious government agencies and academic institutions, pulled across film, television, publishing, and merchandise with the goal of turning the world onto new ideas and new possibilities, which I believe was read to you in the previous episode as well. Yeah. Now, let's take a look at what's going on under the To The Stars Academy umbrella, which is gigantic. And however the title goes to this particular point of time, it's very long. I just might add, like, it it bothers me how many corporations are actually fucking involved in this entire thing. Like, there's not just one To The Stars. There's at least two To The Stars corporations and then on top of that basically everybody involved in it has at least one corporation on top of that that they're investing through or getting paid out yes. through. like there are corporations on corporations on corporations. well it was super weird and it'll it does remind me a little bit of when we look back at the remote viewing episode you know how everybody came out of project stargate and all those people that were involved in project stargate like went out and made these really weird corporations 
Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that because he's taking all these people who are also involved in other companies and stuff like that that are collaborating in this. You know what I mean? It's just Yeah, but they're but they're also not getting involved personally. They're getting involved through their corporation to avoid liability. Oh. Or, you know, to just there's there's many reasons to do it. But one of the big ones that they use like describing why you would a positive of using a corporation instead of investing yourself mm -hmm. is avoiding talking about who's being involved which is not at all what they're doing here. So it's either a tax purpose, a liability purpose, or an offshore purpose. Uh, but yeah, it is super Yeah, strange. like those are the negative versions. I don't know why positively you would be doing and that. And I'm assuming they're all being paid to sit on these boards and contribute yeah. whatever it is to but, as well. But to be fair, at least as their directors, if you're a director, you are directly a director. Like it's just if you're doing anything outside of your directorship, you're doing it through your corporations, uh, not personally, which is a super stupid thing that we've been able to do as individuals. And in that's weird. Most of the that's free super world. weird. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get into what this large umbrella holds under it, like the umbrella tree. That's a super old okay. reference if you are cool. <laughs> Are if from you, Canada. If you are hit. <laughs> and grew up in the very early 90s. It's <laughs> a super specific reference. And awesome show. Okay. First leg is the entertainment leg, which is the bread and butter of To the Stars. Also known as To the Stars Media, as I've talked about many, many times so far. Might as well make it a drinking game at this point, unless you're driving. Also, don't close your eyes if you're driving. Not that I asked you to on this episode. Like I said previously, they publish albums, books, TV shows and films. In 2014, when it was founded as a record label, which debuted with Angels and Airwaves, fifth studio album, Dreamwalker if you're interested, as well as DeLong's first solo album. I actually didn't know he did a solo album. Anyway, it was called To The Stars, Demos, Odds and Ends. 2015, it expanded to publishing books, graphic novels, Owen Anderson, for instance, of Nightmares, that one was called. They also start releasing- Chelsea, can yeah. I just say quick? Yeah. Is it not refreshing to see somebody who's actually a good musician not constantly talk about themselves as a in and their band? Yeah. Like it just kind of comes up in passing. It does. The UFOs definitely take like the front seat of everything he does. Very refreshing compared to someone who's actually in the UFO community and only talks about themselves. I do like that. Like this guy has reason to talk about his band. I know. <laughs> I do like that he's humble, though, and just talks. It grabs my attention more that he just talks about UFOs more. Yeah. Okay. They also start releasing books, graphic novels, and children's picture books, many of which were co-published by Simon & Schuster. Obviously, as this company was created with one person's interests in mind, the publishing division most prominently publishes novels in the Secret Machines fictional series. As a side note, I didn't realize this book series had both fiction and non-fiction books. Seems weird. So he's put out multiple of these books, and we already talked about this in the last episode. Just super weird. I always found it to be super weird, just the way that he built it up. And I find it to be actually now that you're mentioning it, you're not mentioning anything. You're just listening to me talk and this is my thought process. It's like the perfect alliteration for To the Stars. It's just a, like Secret Machines is just a weird book mixed with fiction and nonfiction. And that's pretty much what I'm finding with this To the Stars to be. Super weird. Yeah, there's, there's a whole lot of super weird stuff going on mixed in with every now and then a video gets released that is fundamentally... Yeah bringing forward UFO communities. And it's just like, you're kind of looking at it like, what the fuck is this? And that's secret machines, that's to the stars. So they're just putting out what they are, I guess. We know the original company folded into the current entity as we know it having an uncomfortably large umbrella of oversight in 2017. So this is right from a SEC update, which I'll get to what that is in a little bit. SEC. 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 Yeah, I call it SEC because that's what it looks like. Okay. The yeah. company sells its own brands, TTSM, that's to the stars media secret machines poet anderson the lonely astronaut on christmas eve branded products directly to its consumers through its that's his child book just so you know yeah, i assumed as much yeah <laughs> maybe we needed to say it through its to the stars media internet site it also has the exclusive worldwide e-commerce merchandise rights and non-exclusive worldwide retail rights to sell angels and airways 
and Tom DeLong branded merchandise. The Stars also has a licensing agreement to produce and distribute boxcar racer vinyl. It's been a while since I heard that name. As far as films and movies, To The Stars co-released the short animated film Poet Anderson in 2014, but its first major project was the History Channel serious unidentified Inside America's UFO investigation in 2019. They are currently working on something for the Secret Machines franchise. FYI. From another SEC update, the company operates primarily through its wholly owned subsidiary to the Stars Media Inc., an award-winning content producer, independent publisher, and consumer brand of product creator with strong worldwide direct-to-consumer distribution. To the Stars licenses and develops original intellectual property that spans film, television, books, music, and merchandise. The company's unique access to both credible and incredible information collected by our team of experts on our scientific advisory board, To the Stars offers informed storytelling where the line between science and science fiction is often blurred. Our goal is to create stories with authenticity and legitimacy that matter historically and culturally. If that's his goal, to just blur the lines between what's real and what's not, like, I don't know that it's doing it any favors for what Tom's goal is in mind, but... But at the same time, what is his goal? Is it to blur lines? It's just, I'm very confused. <laughs> to say the I, least here. To be subjective from like my understanding of it, his goal is to make money. Uh, yes. And if he happens to disclose something that actually happens with UFOs or paranormal, like he'll be happy. But like the goal is to make money. Yeah. And we learned that, I think, in our last episode as well, how he's making money off of this as well. And obviously the way this company is set up, it is to make Tom DeLong money and probably everybody else that's at least heavily invested in it mm -hmm. as much as you can. Next division is science and aerospace. So these divisions are devoted to the outer edge of science, like UFOs. And again, directly from To The Stars AAS, <laughs> advisory team of distinguished scientists, academics, and former U.S. government insiders that are able to leverage their expertise and connections to prestigious institutions and access credible information to help inform and inspire compelling original content also help us continue our public benefit initiative of education awareness and support of scientific advancement and decoding some of the biggest mysteries in the universe oh that's their public benefit okay yes because they're a public benefit corporation remember oh yes <laughs> this includes but is not limited to public outreach through mainstream media about facts 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 and exciting theories surrounding unidentified aerial phenomenon, in-depth academic discussions about scientific mysteries through our own podcast series, and supporting advanced scientific research, engineering, and academic initiatives that could benefit humanity. I must not have read that that well because I had no idea about a podcast. Yeah, I found out like yesterday they had a podcast. Okay, must not be very good. But I, I think they also include the fact that they go on many podcasts to kind of like expand their brand. Probably. We watched a few on the last one. We watched one. We watched a summary of one. Two summaries of one. On the Twice. Hal <laughs> <laughs> Putoff describes their goals as this. Imagine having 25th century science this century. One of their potential projects, notice I say potential, is an electromagnetic vehicle. And you know what? I'm surprised that they haven't invested <gasps> in the hover car. Did now. they? No. Why have they not brought David Wilcox? I was thinking that as I was going through this, and I wonder if they must not know that the wings fold in if they're not on this. <laughs> that end, they're not looking for anybody more in their bands right now. Probably not. Yeah, maybe he just bands are full up. <laughs> maybe David Wilcock just didn't want to invest into the company. Maybe Tom DeLong knows better than to have David yeah. Wilcock to fuck with David Wilcock. In which case, good for him. <laughs> So Vice, which has recently skyrocketed to one of our favorite sources, reported that the company would participate, quote, in the investigation of UFOs and other fringe science projects, and that many of the technologies or phenomena which researched by the company are based on highly speculative theories that toe in the line of pseudoscience, end quote. By the way, Vice is directly quoted in one of Tom DeLong to John Podesta's emails on WikiLeaks. Really? Yeah. In a good way? 
can't remember what it said, but it is, yeah. I if assume you, it's a good way. If you search in WikiLeaks Tom DeLong Vice, it would come up. Huh, I assume it's a good way. Vice is awesome. To the Stars, as we will so get into, is very forthcoming with investors detailing the risks involved with this research, which include possible failure to produce results in areas such as beamed energy propulsion, launch systems, and telepathy. Those aren't going to turn out. It potentially could There's not. There's a chance they There's won't. There's a chance, they say. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just me personally, but with such a large umbrella of arts and sciences, I find it really gets diluted on what is real and what's not. This has come up a lot, actually, for being... Well, I don't know how far into this podcast we are at this point. Like, what? I don't understand what they're doing. Because on one side, they're making and distributing music and works of fiction. And on the other, To The Stars is employing individuals with U.S. government backgrounds and they're researching telepathy. Like, I don't even get what's going on at this point. But that's just me. And it's about to get more gray. Gray area. So with that being said, some people are saying that To The Stars is responsible for reinvigorating public imagination of UFOs. Who cares? Did that ever go away? Because personally, I... I've always loved UFOs. Both Jan Harzan of MUFON and Dan Zak of the Washington Post have said that I haven't heard of either. So yeah, it's all very confusing and despite the company's work obviously being mostly associated with ufology, Luis Elizondo stated none of us at the, the Stars Academy of blah 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 consider ourselves ufologists or part of the ufology culture. In fact, most of us come from US government background, both defense and intelligence. So, I mean, I get what he's coming from. I wouldn't either if I was just giving my information and my professional experience and just sharing what I knew. Sorry, just because this name just came up, yeah. Elizondo is not on the board no. or a contributing scientific member. No. Right? No, he's not. Huh. I'm going to get into okay. in a little bit. No, that's just because of what I know. I That makes sense. Yeah. But keep going. Next up, under the umbrella of the sections of different things they focus on under To The Stars at the time that I'm reading this to you, which is in the past, like 2017, the Vault. So the Vault stands for Virtual Analytics UAP Learning Tool, which is a public-facing database of UFO sightings. So basically in another MUFON, which... The, to the stars just kind of created i don't know the team collects analyzes and provides authentication of ufo sightings most famously reported in the media as having been obtained through declassified government materials so december 2017 the company made history by leveraging our team's access oh this is directly from to the stars in their sec report that they released to the public i think i don't know December 2017, the company made history by leveraging our team's access to become the very first company to obtain official U.S. government footage of unidentified aerial phenomenon that has gone through the declassification process and approved for public release. The footage was revealed with the launch of the vault, or the To The Stars blah blah blah, gave access into INO. INO analyzed by the team of experts that educated the viewers about the advanced technology depicted in the footage. We probably know where this is going. Three videos from the vault taken during the USS Nimitz UFO incident and the USS Theodore Roosevelt UFO incident were publicly confirmed by the US Navy in September 19 as authentic videos taken by Navy pilots. That's 2019, not September 19th. The videos were part of a campaign by former intelligence officer Luis Elizondo. He said he wanted to shed light on the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, a secret Department of Defense operation, which is self-explanatory, I find, for the most part. And in April 2020, the same footage was released by the company and subsequently declassified and officially released by the Navy. The company, with the assistance of Chris Mellon, no idea who Chris Mellon was. It's the first time I've heard his name, and we're too far into this episode now, so I'm just going to go with it. Oh, wait, it says right here. Worked <laughs> formally for the Senate Intelligence Committee and the Department of Defense, but he engaged Congress and arranged classified congressional hearings with the pilots involved in the incidents aimed at understanding potential threats to aviators. Chris Mellon. That's the last you'll hear of him. According to To the Stars, To the Stars, 
the analysis by best-in-class experts helped to drastically change the conversation about UAPs from the fringe topic to a credible and serious subject matter, attracting headlines from mainstream media outlets around the world, including the New York Times, Washington Post, and the list goes on. I'm just going to not say all of those. The U.S. Navy and Pentagon further confirmed publicly the videos were real and depicted UAPs. This coverage brought high brand visibility, cemented the credibility of the company as an educational institution, I doubt it, and established us as an unrivaled leader in the field of unidentified aerial phenomena research. Your team of experts were invited to give briefings to the U.S. government and its highest levels of policymakers on Capitol Hill, as documented on our history docuseries and identified inside America's UFO investigation. And by the end of 2020, the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence had approved and enacted legislation to establish an official UAP task force that would report their findings to the public. I find that so weird because they're just giving it over to to the stars to be like, yeah, you just tell us about it, even though they released the footage. I find that bizarre. Well, Congress didn't. Uh, the mili- okay. The Navy okay. released that. Okay. Info, and then they are separate. Okay. So that leads me to my lo- next and last heading, which is the Adam Research Project. Buckle up on this one. This kind of, one kind of comes out of left field, I find, after everything we've covered so far. The company's Atom Research Project is promoting what they believe to be an extraterrestrial metal for commercial and military applications. You know, just when I think I don't have any grasp at all on what To The Stars is all about, something gets added to make it even more diluted and messed up. In July 2019, the company states that it had acquired and was studying potentially exotic materials as part of its acquisition and data analysis of materials research project. That's Adam, Steve Justice, to the star's COO and former head of advanced systems at Lockheed Martin's Skunk Works, said in a statement that the structure and composition of these materials are not from any known existing military or commercial application, and that the materials would be studied in an attempt to reverse engineer them. Notice he also wasn't listed on any of the board of directors or research people or anything. No, he's not a director. He's involved in the... uh, the Okay. He's sweet. Okay. Also, importantly, apparently not a scientist, a uh, an operating officer, which is a manager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interestingly enough. Regarding the origin of the materials, he stated, they've been collected from sources with varying levels of chain of custody documentation. So we are focusing on verifiable facts and working to develop independent scientific proof of the materials, properties, and attributes. In its SEC filing, the company is recorded as having paid $35,000 for several items, including six pieces of bismuth slash magnesium zinc material and a piece of aluminum. According to To The Stars, the metals are from a UAP and were previously retained and studied by good old Amos Linda Moulton Howe. Moulton Howe claimed in 2004 that the metals become a, quote, lifting body, unquote, when subjected to electromagnetic radiation. Today, however, she claims she has had the samples tested by Carnegie Sciences Department of Technical Magnetism in 1996 and again by Harold E. Putoff and others on several occasions. According to a letter from Putoff in 2012, the tests were unable to prove the alien origin or the samples or any interesting anomalous outcome, but suggested that one additional test was remaining that required special equipment, which was not readily available. And he's on the board. (laughs) There's only one more test, though. (laughs) So let's buy it. The company having purchased the material has partnered with research lab founded by Putoff. That would be EarthTech International. Can it do the, the one test? Paying attention. Yes, I bet you oh, it good. can. <laughs> yes. So they must pay the premium for both EarthTech and the materials. Study the mids further. According to the filing, To The Stars entered into an agreement with EarthTech in August to work on both materials analysis and beamed energy propulsion launch systems. This is related to the organization's goals of working on space-time metric engineering. This is a theoretical form of advanced propulsion that would allow for faster-than-light travel. 
so there's that. Critics say there is no evidence to support the claim that the materials are otherworldly in origin or that they may be scientifically important. There is a whole thing of people saying this is just a load of BS. That's all I chose to put in here. But they, they're they saying just... until the next test comes out, right? Exactly. That one last <laughs> test. That only help out off can do. We're all holding our breath for that one last test. Thank God for Earth Tech it, that can do that yeah, one last Chelsea test. Chelsea cut though. that one statement short, in fact. It says, unless that one test comes back, then boy howdy. Yeah, exactly. I did cut that short. <laughs> Under the same umbrella of the Atom Project, on October 17, 2019, the company announced it entered into a cooperative research and development agreement with the United States Army Combat Capabilities <laughs> Development Command. Yeah. I find this collab especially eyebrow-raising, giving to the stars work to release footage from the Navy, and then a collab with the military. I'm just saying. I'm just finding things... And it's probably where you see like human faces in the clouds. You just look for it. But I just, you know, put those two together. According to Vice, the government is interested specifically in studying inertial mass reduction, which is a type of far future propulsion, mechanical structural metamaterials, electromagnetic metamaterial waveguides, quantum physics, active camouflage, quantum communications, as well as beamed energy propulsion. This is what they're wanting to be interested in with To The Stars. Now, in regards to the mystery substance that has been purchased, though the contract doesn't specifically mention the origin of any of those metals, it does say that to the stars and the US Army will use government labs to study metamaterials, which could refer to those alloys. We also know the one test that's left is being done at Earth Tech as well. So I don't even know why this has to do anything with the Navy, military, army army could it have been that they did the other tests potentially yes because i'm working on a non-linear story yeah past timeline yeah. yeah and i could have just we don't know we don't yeah. know this is how i worded this story and this is how it's gonna stay so that's that could be correct yes according to the u.s army no public funding will go to the group but at least 750,000 will be provided in support and resources for developing and testing to the stars technologies. Okay, so I don't know where they got these technologies. So they won't give any money to to the stars, but if they need something tested, they'll pay for the testing. Yes. Okay. But and to make these technologies, but the testing facilities like are owned by Hal Putoff or at least his corporation that he's involved with. They're also using it sounds like army space but that wouldn't matter because they wouldn't have to pay for that true but i mean if they're looking at all these super futuristic technologies seven hundred and fifty thousand doesn't seem like a whole lot no it doesn't that's not even gonna pay tom DeLong's royalties no but hal's really used to working in these areas that are fairly low stakes for the army yeah so i don't know what this has all just been like i don't know what's going on i mean yeah they're not paying to the stars but like i feel like they're still going to be paying it to people who are involved into the stars well maybe to the stars is i know you're right you're bringing up some really good questions i don't know because to the stars would be paying them so what kind of collaboration are they actually no they they wouldn't be paying so for that testing, they wouldn't be paying Hal Putoff, but Hal Putoff in his role as a laboratory owner would be getting paid by the military because he would be partaking in that role as not part of To the Stars, but as his laboratory ownership. Yeah, and it's not even that much. It's 750000 Yeah, but so, um, still, yeah, there's a chance that that 750 that they're saying isn't being paid to To the Stars will be paid to To the Stars people, just like abstractly. Yeah, true. And they're not only working on testing that material, they're also working on that thing that I said a lot of times. <laughs> the quantum physics, quantum communications. You just made me say it again. Fourth time. That stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it would come up so It's another much. coffee of mug <laughs> all over again. Nah, that one was sweet. I okay. still state that that sounds more natural. Coffee of yeah, mug. Yeah, it sounds more natural than mug of coffee. It doesn't, but okay. 
Okay, there's more. The contract states that to the stars will provide. Okay, here we go. Well, let's see. This might not explain anything. The contract states that to the stars will provide samples in its possession of metamaterials or any data or obtained vehicles that use beamed energy propulsion and any information or technology related to active camouflage or testing and analysis of potential application on Army ground vehicles. Doug Hallow, spokesperson for the U.S. Army Combat Capabilities Development Command Ground Vehicle System Center. Holy shit. Has stated that the U.S. government has a... Pr- Imagine putting that on a fucking, like, business card. Oh, it's a very long business card. Yeah. It's, like, so long. It's two parts. <laughs> yeah. He's he stated it folds in half. <laughs> It, he has stated that the U.S. government has approached To The Stars since materials represented in the To The Stars Atom Project are scientifically evaluated and presented with supporting data as having military utility by the To The Stars. It makes sense to look deeper here. According to Hallow, the Army is also interested in the results of collaboration between To The Stars and True Clear Global, a company that creates custom video screen billboards aimed at providing advanced technology technology solutions to United States government clientele. It took a weird turn there at the end. Of all the things that it said that it was entering into a partnership, it says it mostly wants the billboards. Also, yeah, like right after camouflage technology. Yep. Camouflage technology, yeah. also the billboards. Gotta do the billboards. Not the billboards. <laughs> so that's weird. With all of that being said, I would like to add that some prominent experts have speculated that To The Stars is an intelligence operation. They point to the fact that much of the To The Stars team has worked with the military as well as private government weapons contractors and with government intelligence agencies. Again, just bringing it up, not going to get really into that part of it. And that's the end of Adam. Is that what we're... That was a really long part of it that brings us to the end of the atom research project so with that that is to the stars academy of arts and sciences i believe it's what it's called at this point and the many hats they wore that is a nice way to put it i believe now i have an important update to bring you up to speed with a sec filing of to the stars and this is the direct quote from that. I use this a lot. I the it's a it's a nice way to just get it right from the source in its public reports. Kind of public reports. Or obligated public reports. In 2020, after COVID-19 was declared a national emergency, we saw a significant standstill in the science and technology initiatives that were part of our now-retired science and technology division. This includes space-time metric engineering, beamed energy propulsion launch systems, scout, vault, and atom due to the U.S. government shifting focus and priorities as well as laboratories being closed down. In an effort to adapt to a new global landscape that presents new challenges and opportunities in February 2021, the company announced a strategic reorganization that will allow it to build on the momentum of the business where we are seeing the highest success to accelerate growth in our entertainment initiatives. To achieve our goals, we refocused our operations by scaling back initiatives in science and tech commercialization and are placing our greater emphasis on developing and producing content in film and TV. The company intends to continue to support science and technology research and education as it relates to its public benefit mission with the help of its scientific advisory board. So it is simply back to to the stars now. It is not that long name that I just gave yeah. you. It simply focuses on the media. It's doing secret machines now. Like just all yeah, up and that that's the main focus of it right now. They still have that weird advisory board, but media is where well, they're focusing and it for them to put out the weird Yeah. Particularly, you notice that that guy on that board that you're like, I don't understand why he's here. He's the yeah. one who said, like, this isn't making any money. Just focus on what's making money right now. Yeah. Speculation, of course. Yeah, I mean, it was a wide umbrella. I find it just for the company and what everybody says it's really about. What I had in my mind, this doesn't 
live up to what I thought it's it would be. It's the exact opposite of what you'd expect. Yeah, exactly. Another update, Elizondo was gone. He left in late 2020. I figured that it's important to note because I feel like outside of Tom DeLong, he was really one of the faces I at least associated with To The Stars or that might have just been me. And so with that, that comes to the end of To The Stars. Anything you'd like to input that you haven't already interjected with throughout the episode? So they're really just going to be the UFO Disney at this point. That's pretty much what they're sending themselves later to come. I believe they will become a streaming platform with exclusive rights to Tom DeLonge's streams. Which... (laughs) Whatever he's putting on. Yeah. Actually, that makes a lot of sense with, if you look at the last news article that they have, Tubi orders adult animated comedy series Breaking Bear from Julian Nitzberg and Creepshow <laughs> producer and Tom DeLong. Ah, uh, yes. So they're really just getting into more media. Well, if you take a look at the board of directors, they have someone, right, Stan Spry, who has a bunch of TV shows on there. Yeah. So they really have a mixed bag on the board of directors. Yeah, but- so. They're definitely setting themselves up to go that way. And to me, they have, they they were set up, I think, to do kind of good things. And now it just seems like they're just going to muddy the water some more, put out some, some made up information with some people that Tom DeLong can't actually say have information, but do have information. And he's just going to put this into some fiction books. Yeah. Makes sense. So that weird jumble that we started with really does not get sorted out at all. Like, Yeah, it turned more jumbled. Maybe we'll have an update someday, but I, I really have no idea what to expect from me and Tom DeLong at this point. No, I mean, it's been in the works for how long now? 2014, I mean, it was a record label at that point, yeah. but it's been evolving since then. And that is just about 2014. Yeah. How long and ago like, was that? 10 years ago. Yeah. Eight years ago, but like literally they could come out tomorrow and say, it turns out like, sorry, we've been deceiving you this whole time. This is actually a nudist cult and we've been pushing a nudist agenda on the public at large. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. At least you're forthcoming now. Yes. I would. I mean, but would they actually be forthcoming about it? I would still be be... waiting for more things to happen, but I'd be like, at least you were direct. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I would feel like they're trying, like they're skirting around something by saying that, though. I'd be like, yeah, but what else are you up to? Wait until you release our fiction novel about nudism (laughs) to really see how we (laughs) feel about it. Yeah, yeah, I'd be skeptical. I I mean, I'd still be wary if they did that, but (laughs) yeah. But with that, so that yeah, that's all I've got. Thank you, Chelsea, for this update on to the Stars Academy of Arts and Science, which is really just like so many corporations wearing the hat of another corporation which is really just to the stars like but they're yeah but let's end it with that yeah let's just end it stay tuned next week where we're talking about not corporate structures and weird gray areas in corporate law and states uh, we're, we're gonna talk about <laughs> crazy friend shit so thank you all for listening we'll see you next week bye Thank you for listening to Journey to the Fringe. If you have liked what you have listened to, please like, share, subscribe, or follow, depending on what venue you are listening to us through. Also, please, if possible, leave a five-star review, as that really helps us in the algorithms. Should you wish to interact with us, please check us out on your social media of choice. I bet you we are there. And if you really want to communicate with us and give us ideas for new episodes, or tell us that we're wrong and terrible, either way, please send us an email at journeytothefringe at gmail.com. For now, I'll see you in the next episode. Uh